Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible. Welcome to the Audible on a Monday night. KT here with you. Ben Warner on the other side. Um, I think Bernard might be joining us later. Our, our leader, Nelson, he's currently uh, taking his wife out for her birthday. Happy birthday to Mrs. Nelson, Mrs. GM. Uh, ben, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing great. And like you just said, happy birthday to Mrs. Nelson. Um What I will say is, uh, last week I was not on the show, but um, I'm happy to be back. We got a big victory last uh, Monday night, roll tide, Alabama getting yet another national championship, so that was very exciting. Best team in the league, man. Um, But yeah, uh, dude, this weekend, it all begins. Can't wait to get started, man. That's right. Saturday, it all begins, 431st game, Arizona at Baltimore, Baltimore raised the banner, and listen... You know, Ben and I, we were on different teams, but we're ready. It's, it's 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 about to go down. It is time, Ben, for the Portland fleet to make that proverbial impact in this league this year. I feel really good about our chances. How do you feel about the Portland fleet and how we kind of got it all together this offseason? Yeah, you know, ownership did a really good job of uh, building a team that is not only great on the field, but great off the field. Uh, just the chemistry in the locker room that I've seen so far, um, it's 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 going to go places this year. And, you know, they had a tough season last year uh, going 2-10, and 10, but I think this is definitely a rebound year, obviously second season in, in the league. They're, Portland is going to have a great year this year. Maybe playoffs, we'll have to see. Um, it's going to be a tough, couple tough games in there. But, but I think we do have a great shot at making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think the thing that drew me to Portland, and probably you as well, was that expansion team struggled last year. New team, we're new players. You know, we're new players to the to the major part, the major league, I guess, of the league. And I felt like it was a good place for for me, and probably for you as well, to kind of build and stay with the organization and grow with the organization. As they grow, we grow, and we just grow together, and hopefully bring home multiple championships eventually. And I feel like we're not that far off. No, and we're not. Our defense, I think, is really well. It will be interesting to see how our offense plays this year. And I was really excited um, to come in here. Like you said, we're an expansion team. I think it's that's the fun part about it. You kind of grow with the team because they're only in their second year and we're only in our second year in the league. Um, but, you know, offense is definitely going to have to work a lot harder this year. I know I've been practicing really hard to pass Delphaz, our Vandalay, Gene Valentine, uh, Zeke the Love, Nelson, too, at tight end. Um, you know, we're going to have to show the league that we're going to be a very tough offense to face um, this year. Uh, you know, they didn't score a lot of points last year, so I think that's their number one objective is scoring those points. You know, the defense played decent last year, I think, they're going to play well this year, but the offense is we got to really prove ourselves out there to other teams this year. So today's show is all about previewing this weekend's action. If you want to call in, tell us about your team. Let us know how you feel about your particular team, 
416-418-5467. That's 516-418-5467. Chime in, let us know what you think about your team's chances and how you feel going into this opening weekend. And we want to start with going over a couple of games that we have our eyes on. And we have to start with the first game on the docket on Saturday. Arizona travels to Baltimore to face the champions. This is a big game. I think I'm going to go into what I think, but I think for both teams, this could be a statement game going into it. Yeah, it definitely is. You you know, I think this is a bigger game for Arizona um, because, you know, you're going on the road against a defending championship. Um, Seasons are based off of momentum. If you can get that momentum at the start of the year and carry it through all the way through, you have a great chance of winning a championship. This is a must-win game. I'm calling it right now a must-win game for Arizona. They got a very tough schedule this year. They can go in to Baltimore and win that game, they're going to they're gonna show the league that they can beat other teams like Denver, um, you know, other teams in their division. So I, I think it's going to be a real tough challenge for them. But if they do win, it's, it's, it's absolutely huge. Yeah, I think going to this game, I think the really big part is going to be Baltimore. It's, I wouldn't say a must win for them, but they want to come out and show that we're the champions for a reason and that in order mm-hmm. for you to get it, you have to come through us. And I think this is going to be a statement game for them. Like I said, Arizona, this is a statement game for them as well because if they come out and beat the champions, defending champions on, in week one, that can set the tone for their season going forward. So I think for both teams, there's a lot at stake here. Baltimore, they don't want to lose open weekend with that banner raising. Arizona want to go on the road and show the rest of the league that they're for real and they're going to be a real problem for the rest of the league this upcoming season. Yeah, and then Baltimore, too, it will be really interesting to see, you know, they have a second-year quarterback now, how he, you know, he came onto the team last year midway through, I believe, uh, when Baltimore's starting quarterback. So he now, he now has a fresh start at the beginning of the season, so it will be really interesting to see how he handles that. So the next game we're going to look at, I'm going to jump to Sunday for a second. Denver at Sioux Falls, that's 9 p.m. on Sunday night. Denver was by far the best team in the league. You could maybe give Louisiana some votes for that too, and they were upset in the playoffs. Ben, to you, what do you think Denver really has to establish in this opening game after kind of a disappointing end to the season last year? Yeah, well, I think their defense. Um, You know, their offense is great. Um, Obviously, they were the best offense, but their defense. Their defense cost them that that game. I mean, they allowed – over 35 points against Baltimore in that game. I think it was at 45, 35, the final score was something like that. Um, so, you know, they're going to really have to establish going on the road to stop Sussex Falls. They have a great, great offense too. Um, you know, so Denver really has to show the league that they can play good on defense. If they can't, then they're going to struggle because, you know, offenses, offense don't win championships. It's defense that wins championships. Yeah, throughout the season, I know when we did Wildcat Wisdom last year, we constantly talked about the Denver offense and how prolific mm-hmm. they was and how they were just going up and down the field at, at will. But like you said, in the regular season, offense reigns supreme. In the postseason, the defense really has to step up because those games kind of tighten the playoffs. And I feel like the Denver defense, you saw little pockets and little holes throughout. It really came apart in the playoffs. Sioux Falls, I'm 
I'm curious about this team because I think this is a, a team for me that's a sleeper team that can really surprise a few a few in the league and really kind of make some noise. What do you think about Sioux Falls going into the season? Yeah, um, you know, Sioux Falls, the problem with them is they've been to the last championship games and they've lost. Uh, you know, I think there's a, a pretty bad taste left in their mouth after that game against Baltimore, and they, they have to prove themselves this year, you know. Are they going to be like a Buffalo Bills type of team, like in the early 90s that, you know, got to the championship game but couldn't follow through? Buffalo went to four championships, lost all four of them. Uh, they, they, the Sparrows are on that line now that, yeah, they might make the championship this year, but if they lose again, they're going to be considered like a Buffalo Bills. So coming out in this game, they're going to have to, you know, establish the run game really against that Denver defense. And, but this season is big for them because if they don't win the championship, like I said, they might turn into that, you know, the league will talk about them as being that Bills team. They they were so close to getting the title, but in the end they couldn't get it. Uh, moving back to Saturday, Louisiana at Vancouver. Uh, Louisiana, like I said, it was kind of an argument between who was better, Denver, Louisiana. Johnny Pick was still there. Louisiana has to still be one of the favorites in the league to win it all this year. Thoughts? Yeah, definitely. And um, they lost no, they only lost Saren Storm, um, but they lost no one on that defense. Um, and I think that's really their identity, that defense. You know, Pickler's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, and then Reggie's a great running back. That defense, I mean, that ball hawking secondary, every week when we get statistics on uh, Wildcat Wisdom, there was a person from Louisiana leading that interception list and in scoring touchdowns too on defense. Um, so I think that they're going to be something to watch, but Reggie Streeter um, this year with the change um, to legends, um, it will be interesting to see how that offensive line blocks for him because what we heard is that offensive line block, it's much smoother and cleaner um, blocking. So you know, he could put up some big numbers this year if his offensive line can block well like they did last year, and even better. And you look at Vancouver, they were probably one of the best teams in the league when you talk about balance offensively. 300 yards passing, over 130 yards on the ground every game. You know, going into the season, I really don't see that changing. I feel like there's a good mix between run and pass. 7-5 um, and five last year, there was a couple of tough losses they had. I think they improve on that 7-5, and can kind of, especially in this division format that we're in, I think they can move up, maybe go, you know, to nine and three. I think a couple of those games they lost last year, they really could have won. And it was just those little small little things they didn't do that I think they'll be able to fix and really have a better season this year. Yeah, I think the uh, addition of Kendrick Hall to that wide receiver core um, is going to really help them out. Uh, the problem I see with Vancouver is they do – well, in the regular season, they like you said last year, they went seven and five. They do struggle somewhat. When they get to the playoffs, they just absolutely fall apart, and they can't get past these like top four teams in the league. Like last year, they couldn't get past Louisiana. Um, so you know, they they almost lost to Atlanta. Luckily, Atlanta choked um, for them, um, so they could come back. It was an amazing comeback. But the playoffs have been trouble for you know. Andy Hamilton and Vancouver, uh, they got to come out this year. You know, they'll be fine in the regular season. Um, and I think they might win our division. But, you know, the playoffs, that's what matters. Regular seasons, 
you know, matter somewhat, but it's the playoffs that really matter. And if they can't win the playoff game, it'll be the same old storyline. Vancouver does well in the regular season, but can't finish it in the playoffs. Uh, 516-418-5467. If you want to call in and talk about your particular team and how you feel going to this week 16 starting on Saturday. Um, the other game I want to talk about, and those are three main ones that I kind of we want to talk about. There's a couple other ones I want to look at, and that's San Diego at L.A., San Diego expansion team, Los Angeles kind of expansion team. They're the remnants of what used to be our old team, the Chicago Wildcats. Uh, I'm just I'm curious about this transition of L.A. and the turmoil that happened last year. You have new ownership. You kind of have this mix of older players from Chicago and these new pickups um, in L.A. How do you feel about this this team? Because I feel like there's a lot of moving parts and. Like I said, it's kind of an expansion team, but it's really not kind of an expansion team either. It's kind of weird to describe them. Yeah, you know, I think they got two great owners there. And I, and I saw um, last week uh, Tyler Falk on his show said they were going to go 2-10. and 10. I wouldn't go that far. Um, you know, I do think it's kind of a transition year, so they might not be as good, um, you know, as a top top five team. But – I do think that, you know, Tom Rahman's going to be great there. Um, Ray is going to be great. Um, you know, they got a lot of pieces there that fit their system. Um, Andre Krim, too, um, the Krim Reaper, uh, really solidifying that D-line. So I think they're going to be a team to watch out for. I'm not saying they're going to go 10-2, and 9-3, and three, but I think they're going to be in the middle of the road, maybe 7-5. and five. Um, You know, they'll, they'll have some close games, I think. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and if and they're facing San Diego, San Diego goes to LA for the first week, and it's a true expansion team in San Diego. Um, they, mm-hmm. There's going to be some growing pains, definitely in San Diego. But I definitely kind of, especially in the draft, they made a lot of really smart draft picks, and I really think for an expansion team, I think they're going to do better than a lot of people might be expecting going into the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, the, the one issue I see is their offense. I, I I think their offense is going to be a little lackluster, um, particularly at the beginning of the year. Uh, and, and I'll go over that in my predictions. Um, but I do think the addition of Tyler Falk to that back of the secondary is really going to help out with, you know, the computer, um, not computer, communication aspect on that backside of the defense, you know, in the defensive backfield. So I think they're going to be a team to watch. Do I think they're going to, go far in the playoffs I don't think so because there's just an expansion team they're a new team and like you said they are going to have growing pains but I think they're going to be one of the better you know expansion teams to, to start out in the league I also I kind of want to go harken back to LA and San Diego I feel like you mentioned ownership and I feel like in this league it starts at the top and success starts at the owner level and I feel like mm-hmm. with these teams like San Diego, LA, DC, that we'll talk about in a second, there's good ownership groups that want to win, that are going to do everything they can to put a, 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 a competitive team together. And I really feel like DC, San Diego, LA, while I'm not saying championship for these teams, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to do really well. And by really well, I'm not saying two and 10, three, you know, three and nine. Yeah, but will they be competitive? Yeah. I see – look at Portland last year. They went 2-10, and 10, but they were competitive in a lot of those games, especially down the stretch. I thought you can yes, get a sir. lot of that. So I definitely think it starts at the top with ownership. And 
you know, you saw it last year. Ownership can sink an entire franchise, and I feel like there's ownership in place in those three places that is going to lead to a lot of success for them. The next game, and I only picked this game just to mess with you. Um, I'm curious about oh, no. the kicking situation. Oh, no. <laughs> the kicking situation in London. London oh, no. visits D.C. Um, I am predicting that this game could come down to a kick. And if that happens, I might try to, like, hit you up and get your reaction. <laughs> your thoughts on London, London at D.C.? Yeah, so this is uh, London is coming across the pond um, to America um, to face DC, who is also an expansion team. Um, the the one thing I'm really interested in this game is DC's offense. Uh, you know, they've talked about this type of air raid off. Obviously, seen it come into play yet. So, um, can they put up big numbers against London, chucking the ball downfield? You know, I you know Kevin says back there. I think they'll run with him a little bit. I think he's a great addition to that team. Um, the kicking aspect, I, I don't know, dude. Um, we'll have to see. You know, I I made a few predictions about London's kicking game and how that might come back to bite them. So it's going to be a season-long process, and and then probably people like you and uh, Nelson probably going to be hitting me up every time um, they, they, the game's coming down to get uh, kick. So um, not looking forward to that, but I, I weep what I sell. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to – you have predictions for every single game for the week, correct? I do, yes. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do every game, and we'll try to make this weekly and hold you to these predictions. What I might do is keep okay. a record and have you have records yes, every single week. So we'll see what happens. So we're going to start first game, Arizona at Baltimore. Who you got? I got Baltimore – 31 to 23 over Arizona. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Um, not feeling there's going to be a lot of defense. Uh, you know, uh, I think Arizona average. Let me pull it up. Arizona averaged around 21.75 points per game. I think they made a couple of key additions, especially at tight end. Um, so I think that's going to increase their score just a bit. But I do think Baltimore is going to have the edge in that game. All right, we move on to the 505 game. Tulsa visits Atlanta. Atlanta's always going to be in a conversation, playoffs, now division, and definitely advancing far into the SFL playoffs. Who do you have, Tulsa, Atlanta? I have Atlanta 35 to 14. Um, I think Brian Dynasty is going to throw for at least four touchdowns in that game. Um, Tulsa, you know, they're not that very, they weren't a very good team last year. Um, I, I do think. Uh, they had a good draft, but in game one, they, they're not they're not going to come out ready. Um, and I think Atlantis is going to rule. All right, our next game, the 640 game on Saturday night, Fort Worth at Queen City. Both teams looking to kind of make a run. Who do you have Fort Worth at Queen City? I had Queen City 27-21 over Fort Worth. And I do think Cam Curtis, the new QB, is going to have a good game for Fort Worth. But I, I, and I actually have this game going to overtime. I, I, I don't know. I just got a feeling about this game. Um, it's kind of the time slot and the two teams. Um, I think it's definitely going to go to overtime, but I have Queen City winning by six points. 
according to Jason um, Jason Miller on Astro website, he sees Queen City as a comeback team this year. So Queen yeah. Queen City has yeah, some I high do. some really high expectations this season. Uh, we talked about mm-hmm. Louisiana at Vancouver at length. This might be a game of the week. Who do you have, Louisiana versus Vancouver? Uh, I have Louisiana going to Vancouver 35-24. Vancouver is not going to be able to stop Reggie Streeter in this game. I have him running for at least three touchdowns in this game. He 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 ran very well against them last year, and I do not think Vancouver will have an answer. Um, I do think Vancouver's offense, you know, um, Kendra Hall is going to catch at least one touchdown in this game, um, but they're not going to have enough to, you know, get past that Louisiana defense. So I got Louisiana winning that game. Florida at Lone Star. Who do you got? Nine o'clock yeah. game Saturday night. Yeah, so this is a going to be a great primetime game. Um, I think both of these teams are great. Um, you know, especially I wish um, you know Greg Soto is his first game with them, you know, we saw what he did um, with Chicago last year, and I, and I think he's going to have a great season with them. I have um, Lone Star winning 21-13. to 13. Uh, Once again, Jason Miller has Lone Star has a top four seed in the playoffs, so high hopes also for Lone Star. Shout out to Greg Soto, who was a guest on Inside the League this past Friday with Nelson. Carolina at Las Vegas. Who do you got? Yeah, I don't I don't think Las Vegas is going to be very good this year. You know, obviously losing their quarterback. Um I get Carolina winning 38 to 19. Um I don't think Vegas is I think Carolina made so many additions to that defense in the offseason. Um they they're going to be a very tough contender this year. Um and then they also have Xander Gold now. Um so I get them winning big in in Las Vegas. London at D.C., and London is always kind of a story because there's a little bit of upheaval, new faces, still a good franchise, but they visit the expansion D.C. Destroyers, I believe the nickname I can remember. I'm, like, blanking out. Um, who do you got? London at D.C. Yes, it's the uh, D.C. Dragons. Um, Dragons. I think I'm thinking, you know what? DC I just had an XFL moment. I had an, X, I had an XFL oh, okay. moment and called – Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Um, I got DC winning 23-15. to 15, So, DC will, in their first franchise of the game, um, will get a victory. Um, I do think – I actually have Jack Lewis um, kicking five field goals in this game. I don't think London's uh, offense is going to be able to do much in this game. Um, so, uh, shout-out to Jack Lewis. He's, he's going to have a big first game of his career. Um, but I do not think London scores a touchdown in this game. So what you're saying is the kicking game is going to play huge dividend for London. Yeah, but it's not going to win them the game. <laughs> um, about D.C., I want to do the same thing for San Diego and L.A. when we get there. Um, how many wins do you see D.C. picking up in their expansion year? Uh, five. I got them at five. Okay. Five, okay. So five and seven yep. for D.C., um, Houston at Jacksonville, um, I'm going to be blunt, totally honest. I know last year I introduced the KT Womp Womp Game of the Week. I think Houston at Jacksonville could line up to be my Womp Womp of the Week. But who oh, do you okay. have for Houston at Jacksonville? 
Yeah, so this is really interesting because they played in the playoffs last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That and, and no, it was a different actually team. But um, I got Jacksonville rolling in this game, 34 to 17. I I just don't think Houston's going to be very good this year, um, especially with what happened in the offseason, losing their quarterback and everything that happened with you know posting early and stuff like that. Um, on Twitter with the signings and stuff. So I think Houston's going to have a down year, and they get absolutely blown up by Jacksonville. Um, it's going to probably be like that game when we went down there and faced Jacksonville. Actually, they did play in the playoffs. Okay. And that was a very close mm-hmm. game. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I remember uh, Eddie Gage mentioning something about that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be like the time Chicago went there and lost like 38-9 to last year when we went down there. Actually, got destroyed, I think. It's going to be the same thing. Jacksonville is just going to roll in this game. So for Houston, if you haven't seen Jason Miller's article on on the uh, SFO website, please check it out. For Houston, it's interesting because you read it, and he starts with the good, and the good is about four sentences. And the bad just kind of goes on and on. So it seems like Houston going into the season, there's a lot. It's The, the, deck, is, the, the deck is stacked against them right now. Do you think mm-hmm. that it even is. with the moves they made and the bad things and just there's a lot going on for that franchise? Do you think they can overcome that, or do you think it's going to be a struggle for them this year? You know, so I, I think they have a great quarterback, E.T. King. I mean, mm-hmm. he threw the ball to me last year. He, he did well at the beginning of the season, um, but I do not think they're going to be good this year. Um, I think this is just kind of like a transition year because they're obviously off their starting quarterback and all, I do think signing Zach Turner is going to help that D-line. Um, like Jason Miller said, I think that's a great point made by him. But at the same time, I, I just don't see them going far this year. All right, we have the Battle of the Expansion Team. San Diego visits the LA Lycans. Uh, like we talked about before, two expansion teams, one expansion, quote-unquote, the other one somewhat expansion. Who do you have in this battle of expansion teams in Los Angeles? I have Los Angeles winning 21-9, to and San Diego does not score a touchdown in this game. They only kick three field goals. And I can tell you why. Because um, I, they have Javier Vasquez now. Um, he was my coach in the minors. Um, a great person, great guy. But I will say his offenses do tend to be um, stagnant when scoring points. Um, St. Louis only scored 16.3 points per game last year. Lowest in rushing yards. Um, you know, obviously a, a new place now other than St. Louis, but I think that trend continues with him. Um, I don't think that San Diego is going to be putting up a lot of points this year. Um, and I think that will kind of continue. We have the team that gives me nightmares still from our first week one yeah, game yeah. last year. Mexico City at Charleston, Mexico City, put it on us last year. I remember that game mm-hmm. very, very vividly. First game in the SFL, and they whooped us. So that team is always in my head has, damn, they're good. Um, they go to Charleston to play. Um, who do you got, Mexico City at Charleston? I Actually, this is uh, my other blowout game of the week. I have Mexico City rolling into Charleston, winning Forty-one to twenty-four. That offense of Mexico City is going to be very, very good this year. Um, Ramos is going to have a great game plan going into that game. I, I just, you know, I thought Charleston was going to be a great team last year, and they just 
kind of were lackluster. And I think they're going to be this, you know, somewhat better this year. But Mexico City, you know, additions, the wide receiver core, getting Ray Bentley back um, now at fullback, you know, it's going to be, you know, a, it's going to be a blowout this game at least. All right, next game, we talk about Denver at Sioux Falls. Denver, a lot to prove this season. They want to show everybody that they were the best team last year, and this year there's no exceptions. There's no one better than them. They go on a road first week. Who do you have, Denver, at Sioux Falls? So this is my um, – I, I, this is actually new. I'm going to probably have a shootout game of the week when there's going to be no defenses at all. This is my shootout game of the week. Denver's going to win 49-35. to 35. Uh, The defenses wow. are not going to be a factor in this game. It's going to be offensive-based. Um, I just don't think Denver's defense is, you know, ready to bounce back from that poor playoff performance against Baltimore. Um, but – Says Falls, um, obviously going to have a difficulty stopping that Denver offense, especially with, um, you know, Riley Quintero being there now. Um, you know, and that was a great draft pick by Denver, who got an absolute steal. I think he has a big game. I think he has over 100 yards and two touchdowns. All right, and the final game of week one features us, St. Louis at Portland. St. Louis comes on. Um, you know, St. Louis – and I think also Jason Miller mentioned another quarterback, another quarterback change. Yep. They kind of start yep. all over again. Um, Portland, like I said, second year in the league, still kind of building up some, some rapport. What do you think about this game? Um, I think it's going to be very close. I have Portland winning though. Um, 17 to 16. Okay. Um, Defensive I, game. So, you know, so with St. Louis, I just nothing has been proven to me yet that they're gonna step up their offense game. I think Christian Brown's a good quarterback. He was in the SFL, but the problem with him is he's so aggressive throwing the ball downfield. He costs his team games, and I and I said this on the uh, on the Dave Axis show a couple weeks before the championship game. I'm saying if he doesn't stop being aggressive, he's going to cost the team a championship. And that's what happened. He threw two interceptions at the end of that game, which gave points um, to the opposing squad, and he cost the team a championship. Now I think Portland's defense is going to have a field day with him. Um, I'm saying Christian Brown throws at least three interceptions in this game. Um, I do think Portland's offense isn't, might not do a lot in this. I, I'm hoping we do a lot. I hope when we go out there and put up 40 points a game, but, uh, you know, first game of the season, Matt Self may be a little rusty, hasn't played in a couple months, um, I, and I only get us winning by one point. Well, you mentioned Christian Brown, and he, in the in the SFLM championship game, like you said, his aggressiveness, you know, you definitely see shades of, um, uh, shades like a Brett Favre, who, he, he, he's going to yeah. make that throw. And if he sees yeah. it, he's going to like, I'm, I can fit that throw in there. I think a lot of times he tries it, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And that championship game, a lot of those windows he was throwing into, they weren't there. Those windows were closed, and it cost Birmingham the game. So I think if he could kind of take those turnovers and kind of put them aside, I think he could be a really good quarterback for St. Louis and a quarterback that they hold on to and that they can build on. I think that's going to be the key. If he can kind of pull back the reins a little bit and go, hey, just take what the defense is going to give me and maybe not try to throw the 20-yard out. But, hey, maybe dump it in. 
it's okay to get some yards on it. I think St. Louis might find that quarterback this year. Yeah, and I and I do hope. You know, you never want to see another team suffer as much as they have. I mean, five quarterbacks in five seasons, like, I mean, that that's not good. And is it something with ownership, something with the team? I don't know. Maybe the coaching. I know they've had coaches leave too. Um, you know, the last three seasons, or last two seasons before, you know, Gerald Smith going to own his own team, um, and now Javier Vaz is going out to San Diego. What What is going on with that franchise? And it's difficult to see because I think the owners are really good people, um, and it's unfortunate to see that they have to pick a different quarterback every year. And I, and I do hope that Christian Brown succeeds, but like you said, he's like a Brett Favre, and, you know, uh, and, and I could compare him also to Eli Manning, who threw a bunch of interceptions in his career. I mean, he came up in the big moments when he needed to. Um, but I think he's a mixture between that. I think he can throw the ball as well as Brett Favre, but can make poor decisions like Eli Manning and just try to heave it up. He's trying to make something happen, and, and, it, and it just costs his team games. So, you know, that's something they're going to have to work on, and they probably have already. Um, and I think uh, one other thing with St. Louis, Guy Clawson, um, you know, watch out for him at the tight end. The defense, you guys have to really watch out for him. He's a great tight end in the uh, minors, and I think he's going to do really well in the majors. So he's a key to watch out for on their offense. Another weapon. Well, you know, first of all, I resent the Eli Manning uh, comparison because Eli Manning, I'm pretty sure he beat your Patriots, correct? Well, yes. Uh, on, on one, one of the greatest miracles of all time in sports. That's okay. He he did play well, and but you got to give credit to your defenses um, both those times, especially in 07. He Brady could not do anything, but Eli Manning threw like he was like at the top of the leaderboard. Him and Brett Favre for most interceptions in their careers. So, um, and Brown doesn't throw as many interceptions as them, but it's something to watch out for. Seeing what he's done in, in the SFLM with throwing so many interceptions. So, yeah. I, I, choose, to look, I, tr- I choose to look at the positive of Eli. I don't, I don't think about interceptions. I think interceptions <laughs> is a stat that should be eliminated from the league. Um, so, since this is the, the beginning of week one, I would be remiss if I didn't ask for predictions for who do you think is going to win the league. Obviously, we could come out and say Portland. Right, we can come out and say we play for Portland. We should come out and say Portland, yeah, but realistically, since this is a impartial program that we're on on Monday nights, who do you think is going to win the championship this year, weeks uh, in week six, uh, season sixteen? Uh, Portland. Uh, Portland's going undefeated, twelve and zero. Uh, never going to lose a game. No, no, and all in all seriousness. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, I, I honestly got Louisiana. I think they got a lot to prove from last season. Not not to prove, but, you know, they lost in the playoffs, a tough loss against us at 12. Um, but I think they come back with vengeance this year. That secondary is going to be awesome, and it's going to be hard to beat. Just stop Reggie Sears, too. I mean, uh, you know, he's such a great running back. So I got Louisiana. I will say one thing. I do think that uh, Denver has a good shot at winning the championship, too. Um, you know, those are the two teams. Can I say a dark night team, uh, you know, a dark night team, that, uh, a wild card team um, that I think could make a run in an SFL uh, championship? 
um, because I think that's Carolina. I'm going to pick them as my uh, kind of wild card team to win the championship with that defense they've built. Um, So that's that's my wild card, Carolina. So I was thinking about – I was kind of going back and forth with this, and we actually have a caller on the line, 315. You're on air. What's going on? Hey, guys. Bob Funk here. Bob Bob. Funk. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. I just want to know what you guys think about uh, Tyler Falk's 2-10 and 10 prediction for Atlanta. Oh, um, I'll, I'll handle that question. Um, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Um, uh, Mark, Mark uh, Chisholm is one of the best owners in the league, and I don't think he's going to um, allow his team to go 2-10. and 10. I mean, they got a great quarterback in Brian Dynasty. 2-10 and 10 is a bit of a stretch. Um, I think they're going to probably go around 8-5, and five, uh, no, 7-5, 8-8, eight, eight and 4. Um, but 2-10, and 10, I, I don't know. That's just that's crazy to me. That's that's just no. I don't I don't know what he was talking about there, but um, yeah. <laughs> I just think Ben's really yeah, I, 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 I... <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Hey, have a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> two and ten, not yeah, uh, that. When I saw the two and ten, I was like, "That's, that's crazy!" Like, what, like, what is he? What is he doing? Like, what, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So the team I I thought about Louisiana, and then I went back to our show that we did last year, and the team that just kept coming up every single week was Denver, and I really think it says something when a team has such a, a successful regular season, and they lay an egg in the playoffs. And I think that lights a fire on the organization. And I think the way they played, and we talk about the defense, the way they played in the playoffs, I think it's going to lit a fire under them that I think we thought they were unstoppable last year. I think this year, they, I think the focus really went on defense. I think the defense will be, are we talking about top five defense in the league? Probably not, but will their defense be better top, you know, the middle of the pack, that could win your championship in this league. So I think middle of pack defense with a crazy offense, I think Denver could be that team that can really kind of run through this league and really show teams like, we're this good. Last year, yeah, we messed up, but we're really as good as, you know, our record says and what we are. Um, The Dark Horse team, I really think that Lone Star could be that team that can make that run. Yeah, I think they – you saw flashes last year. I think I mentioned Lone Star a couple times last year as well. They're a team that you saw flashes, but it wasn't consistent. I think this year they went like we have to be more consistent with their signings, with the uh, the, the addition of Soto. I think that's going to help them a lot too. So I really do think that Fort, uh, Lone Star could be that team that really shocks a lot of people and might make the championship game itself. Yeah, um, what I would say about Denver is if you look at the defensive team stats from the regular season, they allowed 19.2 points a game. That's the lowest in the league. I don't know what happened in the playoffs, but if you change that, they, they allowed 34 points per game. I know it's obviously game comparison. There's the less games in the playoffs, 
But that switched around very quickly. They allowed a lot of points in the playoffs, and I think, and, and especially that Baltimore game, um, you know, they just fell apart. So, like I said, good defense in the regular season, you know, might not be playing as good competition, um, you know, and, and it's going to come down if they make the postseason this year, which I think they will. It's it's going to come down. And, and I will say, let me pull up the uh, – I'll, I'll let you go over stuff real quick. I want to pull up the um, – uh, Atlanta schedule real quick. So let me find it because I'm going to go game mm-hmm. by game um, because they're not going two and ten. So <laughs> you're you're, re- you're really on this two and ten thing now. <laughs> you're like, yes, hey, I right. am. Yeah. Five one six four one eight five four six seven. If you want to join Ben in his re- outrage at the two and ten Atlanta Swarm prediction, five one six four one eight five four six seven is the number to call. Call and talk about Atlanta. Talk about your team. Let us know how you feel about your team going forward as week one in the league begins this Saturday in Baltimore. Do you have a schedule? Yes, I do. Okay, let's let's start game one. Tulsa. That's going to be a win. They're not losing against Tulsa at home. Okay, that's one. Then they got, then they got Vancouver at home. I'm going to say a loss there. Okay, that's, that's okay. going to be a loss. One and one. One and one. Go. Then then they go to Queen City. That's going to be a win. They're going to win in Queen City. So we're, they're already so at two, two wins and one. after, after game So three. they would have okay. to lose out weeks four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and 12 to go two and ten. If they go play Louisiana week four, that's a loss. Um, then they go to Jacksonville week five. I'm going to say that's a loss. So they're two, they're two and three. Then they go play at Charleston. That's going to be a win. They're going to win in Charleston. Three and three. Three and three. Um, Week seven, they play Baltimore at home. I'm going to be nice here. They're playing at home against the defending champ. I think Brian Dynasty goes off that game. That's going to be a win. Wow, okay. Four and three. Then they play Los Angeles. I'm going to give Los Angeles the win there, so four and four. Um, Okay, four and four. Then they're at home against Denver, so they have three games at home. So I don't see them winning against Denver. Um, so I got a loss there. That's four and five. Then they play St. Louis away, win. Five and five. So then they go ten to- games in. They're five and five with two games remaining in the schedule. Go ahead. Yes. Then they go to Arizona. Great friends with Eddie Gage, but I'm going to give them the loss. I'm going to I'm going to have to say loss. I think Arizona wins that. And then they finish the road in Louisiana. I'm going to say that's a loss. It, it, it they're not going two and ten. They might not have a losing record, but there is absolutely no way, no way they go two and ten. Just just no. It's not going to happen with Mark Chisholm. It's it's just not. I've worked staff with him a lot. He's a great guy, and he has he's very smart. Um, and, and with Brian Dynasty as his quarterback, there's no way, no way, two and ten, no, just, just stop, stop, no. I mean, in my head, there's got to be a reason for the two. And, I feel like when you make a prediction like that, that's kind of like, that's almost yeah. kind of outside the box. There's a reason for it. And like I said, you know, full disclosure, we don't know what the reasoning was. We don't know if he has any inside information. But two and ten. For Atlanta, who are literally there, you know, they won a title in season 14. 
and yeah, to go exactly. from that to two and ten, that's a huge that's a huge drop off. So that's that's kind of tough to it's kind of tough to stomach as you as you kind of pointed out here on the schedule. Yeah, they went six and six last year, so I got them at five and seven. I mean, that's one less loss than last year. I'm not gonna they're not gonna lose four games from last year. Like just I I don't know like information wise, I'm not really on track with information with the Atlanta team. I mean, there could be something big going on there. I don't know. I don't think there is, though. I haven't heard anything. Um, but, yeah, like you said, to, to say Atlanta going 2-10, and 10, I mean, that that's crazy. That, so, oh, he's saying uh, there because of their mm-hmm. schedule and our, difficulty change. In our chat and the difficulty change. Yeah, so because of the schedule oh, thanks, Bob. Schedule Thank you. and the, so that, I mean, that, that could be – that could be a reason. I'm put it out there because difficult schedule, the change of difficulty that we talked about a couple weeks ago, that could be the rationale behind the two and ten. Yeah, I, I guess so, but <laughs> it, it could could it also help them too? I mean, you know, less home teams are going to win. Okay, so only fifty. It goes. It's close to fifty fifty. So they could win in Arizona and Louisiana. We have no clue. So, like, I'll weigh against Arizona and Louisiana because it's 50-50 now. So, I mean, they could lose some games at home, but they could pick up some games on the road. And it's just 2-10 and 10 is just a little too far uh, for me, at least, uh, to go because of the schedule and the difficulty change. And I know the difficulty change should help them. So, we'll have to see, though. Uh, one thing I've got to do, we did it for D.C., Amount of wins for San Diego and LA. San Diego, how many wins do you uh, have them getting this year? Uh three. Okay. It's three and nine. And for Los Angeles, who some people think that Los Angeles could be a team that can sneak into the playoffs and get as has like a dark horse. What do you think for LA? I'm saying six or seven. I'm leaning seven. Um, I think they're going to be great. I I, I saw. Uh, one person say, I think it was Tyler Fogg actually saying two and ten. Uh, let me just pull up this schedule real quick. I, I don't. He, he think really likes the be... two and he, he really likes the two and ten. Two and ten seems to be yeah. the like two and ten. It's okay, but and, and there's, mean, this isn't a this isn't a, a show attacking uh, Tyler Fogg because I think he has yeah, an amazing no. show and he's such an amazing announcer. Um, but looking at their schedule, I mean. I guess maybe, but they have some pretty good home games. I mean, they're going to beat San Diego. They're going to beat Charleston at home. They're going to beat Houston at home. So that's three wins right there. Um, You know, they got some tough games on the road. I actually had them winning in Atlanta, too, um, week eight. I mean, that's far away. That could obviously change depending on how people go. But this is, a, you know, an early kind of, uh, you know, prediction for how the season's going to go. So, um, and David Leathers in the chat, enjoying the show, guys. I don't have a prediction for my Dragons this year because I'm brand new to the league, but can't wait to get started. Uh, David, I what did I say? I said four wins for them, five wins, something like that. I think it was five. Five. Um, five. Yeah, five. Okay. Um, so, David, I had five wins for you guys. Um, thank you for listening to the show tonight. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how you guys play this year. Um, you know, with 
you know, obviously you're a new team. I, I'm really excited to see how your offense is going to play. Um, just with that kind of air raid type offense, you know, we don't really see that uh, much anymore. But, uh, you know, with RPOs now and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like, and I know we had Cam on a couple weeks ago, and, you know, D.C. has two good running backs. And in the league, you can't play both. Like, you, you, one's not going to play. And just thinking about the, the, the possibilities, if they were able to play both running backs in D.C. in that offense, I feel like that would add a totally different dimension to that offense. So it's just something to think about where in the future, and not just D.C., but other teams, where you can have a two-headed monster in the backfield – and you'll really see this, these offenses in the league get really, really creative. Not that they're all not already creative now, because there's, there's a lot of offense in this league, but playing two running backs at the same time could be crazy for, for any team. Yeah, it, it will be, um, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a rule change. I, I'm not sure how that would work and all with playing two running backs. You might have to switch, like, Subsquatter, I'm not sure how that works in the game. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I think you know you see it in the NFL. Um. Teams utilizing the Patriots do it all the time. They I mean they have Sony Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead before he got hurt, Damon Harris. It's like a complete like you know whole system that they got sub in sub out. Um. And how would that change the league for guys like Reggie Streeter? Obviously, I don't think they're gonna take away stats for him. Are, are, are playing time for him, but, you know, with the way D.C. wants to play, um, you know, Lord Destro came on and talked about how, you know, his guy is kind of that backup, you know, role um, for, like, mm-hmm. end of games and stuff like that, so they don't have, you know, the AI in there, you know, just a generic player. Uh, but, yeah, it would be really cool to see, you know, in the future maybe have two, you, you can utilize two running backs at the same time. It'll be kind of cool. Um, so you weren't on the show last week um, to watch your Crimson Tide win. Um, one of the things you talked about last week, and I want to get your thoughts on this, was games, and not just games from season 15, but games during your, throughout your time watching this league. Was there one particular game that you remember that either got you and like, got you like hooked into the league, or a game that you remember either working or watching where you're like, this game is awesome. Is, do you have a game like that in your, in your memory? Yeah, I said it every time. I say it every time. Um, I've been asked this on the Dave Axa show too, and I will say I did stats on this game, um, and I'm really glad I picked it. Um, it was the uh, playoff game this year with Vancouver and Atlanta, um, and whenever I can make memes out of a game, um, that's when you know it's really good because this game, you know, the choke by Atlanta. Oh, boy, that reminded me of the Falcons' uh, Super Bowl right there against the Patriots. It brought back some uh, fantastic memories of that Super Bowl um, and the Patriots one. But just the, you know, Vancouver down, they were throwing interception after interception. I think there were like three or four interceptions thrown, um, you know, to start that game uh, by Vancouver. And then they had an interception, at the, one-handed interception, an amazing one-handed interception to end the half, really switch momentum. And then in the second half, Atlanta could not do anything. You know, you see it sometimes in the league when a team gets a, uh, you know, a sizable lead. They play really conservative for the second half, no matter what. You saw it in the All-Star game um, with the West playing very conservative once they get that lead. 
Um, but yeah, that that was that's my favorite game I've seen so far in the SFL. Just that comeback, just it, it was amazing. And and the one thing I think we talked about this last week as well. I feel like in this league, there's so much parity. And I feel like you mm-hmm. have obviously you have the upper the upper echelon teams. You have a Denver, you have Louisiana, you got a Baltimore one title. But I feel like throughout the league, from week to week, you have those teams where you're like, okay, well, they're not having a great season, or there's some turmoil, whatever case may be. But every week, you're gonna have a couple of those games like this game you mentioned here that's gonna come down to the wire. That's gonna be exciting, and you may get the result that you were not expecting. I think that's what makes this league so interesting because. There are there is so much parity. Even with these three expansion teams, I feel like they're going to compete. Portland competed last year. I feel like just because you're expansion, you're not going to go you know 0 and 12. You're not going to go 1 and 11. And I feel like that's what makes this league so cool. I think that's what makes this season very interesting. Because I feel like there's so many different storylines, which is going to kind of keep everybody interested, not just on your own team per se, but around the league as a whole. Yeah, and I think this year is going to be quite. A little bit different um, with how games run because obviously they change the slot or the settings, um, and I think you're going to see a lot of closer games this year. It's not going to be the home team like you know if Denver's at home against the uh, you know, let me just pick a bad team from last year, Tulsa or Houston. Oh, Houston wasn't that bad, but like a Tulsa or a London or a Portland, you know, you, you're saying, oh well, Denver's probably going to win this game because the home team normally wins like 60 over 60% of the time. But this year, you can't really say that. You can't just go ahead on who you got and say, oh, I'm just going to pick all the home teams because they win 60% of the time. No, you actually got to, like, look at everything now and say, whoa, you know, these guys have a shot because the settings are switched. So, Yeah, and I think the, the division setup, too, is going to be really interesting, too, as Cam pointed out in our interview with them. And how it's going to make these last few weeks really exciting to see who's going to slip in, who's close to the division. You know, you might have division that, you know, not to bring up the NFC East and the NFL, but you might have a division like that where it can come down to week 12 and you try to figure out, okay, which one of these teams that aren't having a great season can sneak in by winning the division. So I think the division setup is going to add some more drama to the season where you're not going to know, you're not you're not not going to know who's in right away. I feel like last year there wasn't a lot of suspense when it came down to the playoffs. By week 12, it was pretty much set in stone. We knew what was going on, game over. I feel like this year you're going to see it throughout all the way to the end. Like, wait, so we might have to actually watch these games, look at the scenarios, division. Who's going to win the division? I think that's just going to add some more excitement for the games, for our provider, TV providers, our TV partners, and just make this league so much more better than, you know, where it was last year or last season. Yeah, and um, it's the last game of the season, um, the last week at least, um, it's all division games. So you're just only mm-hmm. playing the division teams that week. So it's quite like the NFL where, like, the last week or two, um, it's only division division teams that you play. And I think that makes it much more interesting because you could have a scenario where, you know, teams are tied, like, you know, NFC East this year. They were so they were so bad that the teams actually, with a losing record of, like, six and nine, um, could actually have a shot at winning the division. And it came down to those two games, you know, Philadelphia, uh, and the Giants, Washington, and uh, Dallas, and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that's going to make it really exciting with the divisions this year. You're going to have to watch those games at the end of the year because you, like like you said, you have a division that's close in, in, in rankings and records, and it could make a difference on maybe playoff season or even winning the division. So before we go, we have to talk about tomorrow, a big day in the league, Simulation Football League. Big, we get a new website tomorrow. So a new website hey, dropping. We, so it's, listen, big things happening. Season start, new website, partnership with the helmet, because the mini helmets, which I, well, I heard through the grapevine, the Portland fleet, we're just, we're just buying them all up right now. So I'm just saying Portland's out here representing buying up all the helmets from our new partner. Yeah, um, I heard that too earlier today. Um, when I get more money on hand, I'm definitely going to purchase one. I think they're only $35. Um, they look really cool. They look awesome. It's going to be a nice addition to my desk at home um, when I can put the, the fleet helmet on the side. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I've seen, you know, a lot of people on our team have already purchased it, you know, so it's a, I think this is a real great partnership, and maybe down the line we could get some other stuff, uh, other Merc. Uh, I know we have the uh, – merchandise website you know so it'll be cool i know we got new pants this year i think um jogging pants mm-hmm. uh but you know there i know last year in chicago we we actually were able to like you know send ideas in on merchandise and stuff to for them to add to the site so you know this this league really starting i it already has since last year really you know standing out as a product. And I think Cam has done a fantastic job of creating these partnerships. And I absolutely cannot wait for that website tomorrow. Um, the, the website's okay now, but from what I've heard and seen um, in, in the news section about the news website, uh, the new website, the, the website's going to be awesome. It's going to have, you know, historical stats, uh, historical standings and stuff like that. So um, I'm really looking forward to that as a, a huge stats guy. <laughs> so as the SFL keeps growing and hopefully you grow with us on the audible. So we're done this week. It is time for football on Saturday. Baltimore raised their banner in its first game. We will be back on Friday in on season opening Eve with Nelson and his inside the league show. We'll be back on Monday to go over all of the action from week one. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, Let's get to work. For Ben Warner, I'm KT. Thank you for listening to your Audible. Check out Nelson on Friday, and we'll be back next Monday night on the Audible.